Are you a god? Uh, we're podcasters. Then die! Josh, huh? if someone asked you if you were a god, you say yes! But we're podcasters also. We, you, they can go to facebook.com slash the Pod. Alright, this chick is toast! There's a wrong in the pop culture landscape that needs to be right. We here at Nowhere California have a goal for 2014. By the end of the year, our goal is to get Nancy Thompson of Nightmare on Elm Street, Pop Funko. For more on this cause, go to facebook.com slash Nowhere California or go to our Twitter at Nowhere underscore podcast. This is Josh. This is Doug. This is This is Nick. And this is Phil, and welcome to another episode of Nowhere California. Okay, well, don't forget to check out facebook.com slash Nowhere California, and uh, try to uh, uh, join us in our petition to get Nancy Thompson her own uh, Funko figure. Yeah, hopefully yeah. by the time you hear this we have a lot of signatures going, and that's about it on that one, so I guess we'll just dump Say who Nancy Thompson is. Nancy, Nancy Thompson is Heather Langenkamp, she is the... Lead protagonist in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And she deserves this a lot. Yes. If you remember from the great documentary I Am Nancy, there is a very, very big lacking of Nancy memorabilia. Yeah. Also, My you guys did a great interview with her on your Tales from the Con. Well, you won. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Facebook.com slash Oh, she, oh, she, she is, is a fucking sweetheart. sweetheart, yeah. Yes. I can cuss around her. I, yeah, I know. We, well, we normally have our WTF. He said, uh, what the hell, movie moment. Yeah. And I, I pulled him aside and went, what are you doing? He goes, I'm not going to say fucking from Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. But that's okay. Here we are with the group again. Nice big panel. We're going to discuss the... Like we never left. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been here forever. Yeah. Forever. 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 Okay. Okay. Then James but, L. Jones comes in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, recently we talked about overrated heroes and villains and a lot of other stuff. <laughs> so now we're going to jump into the world of underrated heroes and villains. Yeah. And to start it out, I'll start out with the underrated hero of honestly the crow. The underrated hero of the crow, like the, yeah. of the crow, like of the, okay. the crow. Okay. Basically, the Eric Draven. The Crow. You know, uh, I can see that he is. Once you hit cult following, that's the whole reason you're cult is because you are underrated. But also, too, mm-hmm. the initial incarnation of the Crow, uh-huh. the Eric Draven storyline, and everything, has unfortunately been lost in the shuffle of those shit sequels. Oh yeah, dude, Wicked Prayer was awesome. Wicked Prayer blew chunks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was Opposite Day. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's next month. <laughs> that's that's in the month that's of April. April. Coming yeah. soon. Yeah, that's April, so yeah. But yeah, I know Nick has a history with. The Crow movie. Oh, I'm huge on the Crow movie. Yeah. Uh, I seriously, I was, I was fucked up for about two, three days after, uh, after Brandon Lee passed. Oh, same here. Oh man. Uh, messed me up. But yeah, I'm, I, I think he's a very underrated character. I don't know if that means I want to see him more mainstream though. Here's I don't the, want to see him like the dark mythos of who he is. Here's the thing with like what my opinion. I would just is. I want to see it ended on Wicked Fur. Okay. Plain and simple. Here's the thing. The crow, the crow came out, had underground status, became cult like, became slightly mainstream with the convention of hot, the invention of hot topic. Yeah, it started to go right, and now it's gone back down, down under. So like, it had that mainstream 
peak a little bit, and everyone, everyone moved on to Jack Skellington and all that shit, and they let the but pro I'm go back down. Of, I'm kind of okay with that, because you still walk into Hot Topic and around the Chick Church, you'll still see, as a romance tee, you'll still see the crow. Yeah. Yes. And love is forever. You know, like... True love never dies. True love never dies, yeah. And uh, I... I I like that. I like that no matter what they do, if they do, you know, if they actually do go through with the remake yeah. and make it more comic accurate, that the, the the one that we have with Brandon Lee still, to me, is always going to be the It's going to be pro. untouchable. Of course. It's, it, is, it's, it strays very much from how the comic was in, in a lot of areas, but what they created was... Absolutely beautiful. The one in another. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. It was just a great. You get revenge, and you get revenge for the right reasons, and retribution, and you know, and redemption. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a beautiful. Yeah. All the all the important parts. So maybe for, in the long run, the underrated aspect of the crow is a positive one to say. And for and so. for yeah. an in depth look about what happened with the crow with Brandon Lee, check out a previous episode where we talked about violence in the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we mm-hmm. talked very heavily about the crow and the repercussions it had on Hollywood even after it. So, but my opinion with the crow is it deserves a remake if done properly. Okay. Um, but that's it. Do the one remake and let it go. Yeah. Well, here's my problem with it. The yeah. one person that I would have been okay doing the remake is Dead Now as well. And that would have been Heath Ledger. Exactly. Yeah. He's the only person that I would have been okay with. When you hear about Bradley Cooper, that didn't strike your no, interest at all? No. I saw the really? uh, concept art for it, which I was thinking, okay, what's with the top hat? Because one of them, he had a weird-ass top hat. It's just some design. Yeah, it was a design aspect. Yeah. I, I was kind of cool with him. And then they threw Tom Hiddleston around on it. Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. I put your names like Phil. I was kind of cool, but the name they... I forget who they have locked in it right now. I'm kind of cool with him, too. You want me to look it up? I, reference I, it I honestly... Yeah. You know, there's another one that I can think of that might do a decent job. Uh, Jared Leto? Yes. Jared Leto? Yeah. Leto. 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 I'm sorry. Leto. 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 I apologize. I've been reading Dune, and it's Duke Leto Atreides, so... Mm-hmm. I well, that's your problem. You read Dune instead of watching the movie. That was amazing. Uh, I have <laughs> copies, the six-hour one from Sci-Fi, and the, there's a, there's wild, the wildly crazy uh, comic book one, which is fucking brilliant. I have a confession. Hmm. I have never seen The Crow, not one second Wow. of that movie. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You really should. It's got an amazing soundtrack. If you're a huge fan of music, if you're a huge fan of music, this has beautiful underground stuff. And you get one, you get one of the best Cure songs Mm -hmm. that has. So fucking true. Oh, that, are we talking the one where they're putting on the makeup? Bird oh, is so fucking awesome. I got both soundtracks and and to see, yeah, to well, see. Well, I know how big of a crow fan you are. Well, you get to see his heart break physically when he comes back from the you know. And it, well, well, it's a it's a beginning of the story. I mean, it, yeah, it really is. It's not going to give too much away, but no. it, it's, it's you know when you see him realizing that his love is lost, and he's trying to find like what's happening, what's going on, and you see that. Fuck and that anger and that everything comes out and you see him physically break and change into this kind of hmm. you know it's not a literal change you know well, it's a literal change but it's not like a conversion where he's tearing skin or no no, no, no I gotcha. just, you see him it was just beautifully done 
It was beautifully done. It makes yeah. me sad to see what you know what Brandon Lee could have done on. Oh, yeah. Tentatively, it's it's slated to be Luke Evans, and recently Luke Evans is the most recent thing he was. Is he was the oh. villain in Fast and Furious Six? Ooh. Oh, he's the British good. guy. The British guy, yeah. And then also too, was he in? Uh, he was in Immortals, Clash of the Titans, and he's in the New Hobbits. Okay. Mm. So he's oh, oh 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 okay. He's mm. the guy who plays. Uh, um, yeah yeah yeah. He can in, ho- in the Hobbit film. He's the the guy from Riverton that. Uh, uh, hold on, give me a name right now. He is Bard and yeah, Gera. He's the, the Bard. Twins. He's the Archer. He's the twins. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it looks like you know they're they're doing a good job with Robocop. Uh, maybe yeah. they could possibly uh, do uh, justice to the crop. Well, from. The pace that they're doing hasn't already been done. The pace that they're doing with it right now is yeah. showing that they are taking their time on it. That's good. We're yeah, not hearing not any negative news. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to just pump it out. The thing is, that I'm worried that the, that the reason they're taking their time on it is because the negativity has gotten. They're in. stumbling in the blocks trying to generate enough interest to get it pulled mm-hmm. up. Because yeah. when the movie was made, it was still an underground comic. Oh yeah, it was an indie film. You know, Joe Barr doing the doing the story was still a very. You. you know, it was a black. It, it was. It came from a company that, that, when it was released, under the big banner itself, because it was done under. The parent company was. A, I think the parent company is DC. Yeah, I think so. Vertigo. Yeah, it's Vertigo. Vertigo. So it's DC. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it was out of Dark Horse, but anyway. Dark Horse is not independent. Yeah. They got bought up recently by Marvel. Yeah, but that was like three years. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they, I mean, under the under the the, the parent brand and all that even then it was still a black and white comic it yeah. was very much like the Teeny Who yeah, Ninja Turtles, original Ninja Turtles. black and white and, yeah. uh, very grittier and stuff like that so um <laughs> anyway uh, you can hear them in the background they're barking their ass off um but I, I I think that's what helped with it being people weren't so critical of it because yeah. it wasn't it had well, we, everybody wasn't flooded with the internet at that point. Mm-hmm. And people were still, you know, kind of figuring it out. And then also, you had a comic that was still underground. Die Hard song, yeah. you know. And that's the thing I really think is the test of you know, the test of time for the crow is that even with the diehards who read the novel and know it's there's a lot of points that stray from from the graphic novelization of it. It's still an amazing standalone film. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, it's still. I oh, I hadn't seen the crow until you. Yeah, and you so showed. I grew my hair out at the time. I had my hair down on my shoulders and went as a crow. Oh, it's been pretty. I was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Doug, I think you're. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go last. You're gonna go last. Okay. Well, I'm last. Oh, I guess I can't. Oh, no, we gotta go. Sorry, I was throwing off the order. Okay. My underrated hero. And nothing's really set in stone. No, nothing's set in stone. <laughs> it's oh, gonna. So you go next. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my underrated hero. Is Nick die? No. <laughs> my underrated hero is John Cena. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I just feel nice. like it's underrated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smart. Okay. Oh, uh, I just feel like this guy. Just underrated in the room. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I not gonna be taken seriously? Okay. No, you, no, no, I, no I, I, I back you up on this one. I, I back both like, you up on both of your. I feel like the thing is, is, I'm not talking about the John Cena character. You're talking the uh, chain gang soldier. I'll never tap out. I'm in it for the love of the sport. Yes, that can be a bit dry sometimes, and it can be a bit tedious. But the man who is John Cena is very underrated amongst the IWC, the internet wrestling community, and amongst yes, like, and much of those yeah. old, old bitter fucks of wrestling. That guy 
one of the first to the arenas, unless he's got a scheduled media yeah. appearance. One of the last ones to leave. He's a worker. He, he does all the make-a-wishes. He's there. He's giving advice to everybody. He never talks bad about the company. And he, he, he will come back from injury months early than he should. And which can't hurt him, which does hurt him in yeah. the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has no problem putting people over. No, Biggie Langston is yeah. a great example. Yeah, of that. Biggie Langston, Daniel Bryan, yeah. you know, uh, Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow. He has that no, was one of the great matches. He has recently. no problem putting his shoulders to the mat for somebody, <laughs> as long as it makes sense to storyline. There has been some people that he refused to lay down for because it didn't logically storyline wise make sense. And you know, and that's. Well, it's a and all these people who like come out after they left the company and be like, John Cena is the one who got me fired. John Cena is not the one who got you fired. John Cena just didn't defend you from getting fired. Like Chris Masters, you know, that guy, that guy's poor attitudes what got him exactly. fired. Exactly. But there have been people who are looking to be on the, in the doghouse or might have been getting fired, and John Cena stuck his neck out. I was like, no, 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 like, kind of a break, like, you know, whatever. He did that with one of my favorites recently, uh, Antonio Cesaro. Mm-hmm. He stuck his neck out too, and there's a lot of people saying mm-hmm. he's a very underrated talent. Yeah, oh, and, he is. And what the, the great thing about him is, is he's such the powerhouse in the company, yeah. but he does hang out with the low mid card guys. One of the greatest stories I ever heard about it was with it was a shoot interview with Brian Kendrick and Paul <coughs> London. Mm-hmm. And these guys are telling a story, which by the way they were high as fuck doing this doing the shoot interview. Um, they're telling a story about one time they were staying at a hotel and they had, they were up on like the sixth and floor, and almost everybody was there that day. They'd all stay in the same hotel, and. They were all partying, hanging out in the room, and Brian had to pee. So he just peed off the balcony, not realizing that right near where he peed was a table full of executives and John Cena, and they were discussing something. He doesn't know what they were discussing, but he's like, if I had just gone like three feet the other direction, I would have ended up just pissing right on John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the shoot guy asked him, what do you think would have happened? What do you think would have kicked your ass off? He goes, no, dude, he would have laughed his ass off and found a way to pee on me the next day <laughs> in the arena. <laughs> he's all, dude, John's cool as shit. He, just found, he probably would have just laughed it off and been like, all right, well, whatever, I got peed on by Brian. <laughs> I'll, I'll take out a way to pee on him. And the thing is, they say like John Cena <laughs> you know, if, if you're respectful to the company, he's respectful to you back, and he's a big comedic guy with the company. Oh yeah, you know that's that's something that's very well respected. I mean, that's what got Triple H where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he was uh, a team player. You know, Undertaker, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and it's also the reason that I am completely for CM Punk leaving the D- WWE. I will agree with you on that. John Cena, the man, yeah, is a very impressive character. He's a he's very much in it for. The business and to, to further, to better, to, to kill stigmas about it, mm-hmm. to do everything that he can to um, put it in a positive light. Right. And I can never hear him just Complain. trash talk anybody. However, the shoot on Randy Orton. Yes. God, yes. that was so deserved. I still need to get the audio from it that. It was so deserved. Because uh, the other one I have, the other one, uh, the other audio I have on my phone of his is when um, he dropped his own pipe bomb on, on Punk. When he Punk was at... Uh, 298 days and came out and he was like and Punk was like I'll give you a championship shot if you say I'm the best and then he goes off for like 10 minutes about how like I'm never going to call you the best you know and he's like you're talking about this you're talking about that you know if you don't like your job you can wake up there's the front door get the hell out like just goes on and so that's so, what he did so much so that the whole audience ended up like cheering him in the end and you hear some guy in the back and was like woo you hear a guy you just got served <laughs> <laughs> So yes, my underrated guy is John Cena, the man. I like that. That's cool. I back that. That's really awesome. We're in full circle there. <laughs> no, I think that's good. It's like, yeah. how do I follow that? 
It's either between. Well, see now. Now it's between um, Captain <laughs> Malcolm Reynolds or uh-huh. or Wash. We could call that a tie. It, it, it's a bit of a tie. It really is because the I thing think is, I really think I feel more passionate about Wash than than anybody. It. Just that's cool. He's yeah. so he he's just such a heart on the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's just so much that doesn't happen without him or without. Mm-hmm. You know, the calm, cool collectiveness that he can function yeah. in, his foresight, the way that he can handle the ship, and, and just... He also brings a lot of levity to uh, the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of my he things... makes me cry. One of the things that made me cry was uh, his uh, his death and surrender. Whoa! Spoiler Whoa! Well, it's not our fault that he fucking watched it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh, I'm going to tell you this. Life is a journey, not a destination. <laughs> I, I think we already covered that between us. I know, I know, I, you know me. I'm going to you land. Watch out. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He never... Look at... Um, yeah, fucking broke my heart, dude. I know. Hey, what what my heart, Matrix. In Matrix Trinity, Trinity, she gets, uh, you know, impaled eight different places. She never shuts the fuck up. Right. Wash can't even finish his last line. I what? Know. Before getting well, What's the name of the actor who plays him? Alan Tumek? No, no. Tudic. Yeah. Tudic. Alan Tudic. Well, you know the last name. You know how to pronounce it. You hear him struggling to say nothing. He's an awesome actor. He was the guy from A Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale, the one with his partner. Yeah. Was he Pirate Steve in Dodgeball? Yeah. Pirate Steve. Yeah. He did the voice of Simone. Uh, Simon's alter ego and shipwrecked. Um, he was also the robot. He was the he was the voice and the uh, CGI model for iRobot. Yeah, I did not murder him. Yeah, yeah, that's he right. Is, oh, that's right. He's just a great actor. He's very, love. he's very versatile, and uh, he brought a lot of himself mm-hmm. in Wash. Right. And Wash what I liked about Wash too is that not only did he want to be there with Serenity, with the crew, with the captain. But he was there with his wife. Yes. And as much as he would have loved to just take Zoe and run off and just live their happy little married life, mm-hmm. this is where she wanted to be. And I think that he sacrificed a lot to make sure that not only, you know, he had a job and all of that, but that she was happy. She, and she had was loyalty doing, to the captain. She did. And yeah. he understood all of that, as awkward as that was. Well, I, my fav- oh, sorry, uh, I, I just wanted to say that I I'm really happy that you went with Wash instead of Mal. Me too. I love <laughs> Mal. Mal's great, but mm-hmm. Mal speaks for himself, and he's got a great, you know, the brown coats and all that. Yeah. He's got such a following and all that stuff. But I think, yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I hear I so much about the Firefly. I think I should probably finally watch it. You really should. I do. It was. It's really. It was a show that was killed by its own budget and things mm-hmm. like that. If it was, it had it been a little less, I think. More. Well, the thing is, in general, is just. I the love stuff that he does is just really I, love, I love Colbert's Fantastic. I love when Colbert was getting interviewed Whedon on the show about him interest. He goes, Today's interview I have with uh, today's interview I have Joss Whedon on here. So what more than likely is gonna happen is the show's gonna be canceled halfway through, but it's gonna be critically acclaimed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. It's true, it's so true. You know? Well, you know what I love about uh, the way that series went better than oh, the Buffy and the Angels? Mm-hmm. Um The Buffy's and the Angels? Well, yeah. <laughs> Joss Whedon's Buffy and Angels. Oh the way you put it. Okay, the the, the yeah, it sounds like a baseball game. Okay, <laughs> Buffy and Angel series. They overstayed their welcome. Like Firefly, Firefly never got a chance to overstay its way. Honestly, I don't think Buffy overstayed her welcome. I don't. I think there's it had its moments, but it was still... 
I think it, it was one of those shows that rarely went out right when it should have. Right. And it, it still has like its life in common. Well, it was it kind of bored the fuck out of me. Yeah. yeah. It really did, because it was just a knockoff. Right? Never yeah, really pretty much. Fuzzy. Well, Angel was supposed to be, like, darker. It was, it was like, darker. Yeah. But, you know, it's... But the my favorite line... My favorite line of Wash is... That was my wife. My favorite line of Wash is the episode... I joined it. The episode where he convinces not to let him go on the medical supply drop. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're in the shuttle... And Mal's talking, and she's like, you know, I really don't want you on this, or whatever. Words, 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 I don't remember exactly the quote. And he goes, he goes, you know, I was, you know, I was in a firefight once. Well, I was in a fire. Well, I got fired once from a fry cook opportunity. (laughs) 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 Just went from firefight to getting fired as a fry cook. I like the argument that they're having while they're being tortured. Oh, <laughs> well, the whole yeah, that's all about trying to keep Wash from going out See, of shot. You know, like there's there. This is what holds true about about Wash. As much as Zoe had her weird relationship with Mal, yeah, Wash had his relationship with Serenity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was that was his kind of you know. Yeah, was he was he was dedicated to her. Her and Kay, him and Kaylee were dedicated yeah. to the ship. Yeah. And I love the line in the in the Heart of Gold episode when she, when Kaylee sees all the pretty prostitutes and she goes, "Wash, tell me I'm pretty." He goes, "When I not a married man, I would take you vigorously." She goes, "Cause I'm pretty." He goes, "Cause you're pretty." <laughs> <laughs> the actor talked about how when he sat at the um, you know sat at the helm of the ship, yeah, you know he always had four switches that he always loved to push. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> in the first episode while we're talking about Wash, yeah. The very first episode after they, and they get away from the Reaver ship for the yeah, first yeah. time, oh, yeah. and they cut to that three shot. Him, look at Wash's hands. They're out holding that, holding that, you know, steering panel. Except there's nothing there. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally holding air. I mean, yeah. it looks like he's holding those. And yeah. he even points it out on all the commentary tracks. He's like, "Look at my hands. I'm not holding anything." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, Wash is fantastic. But Wash you, is you fantastic. and I do have a soft spot for the captain. Why you didn't choose him, we have a soft spot for the captain. Well, everybody does. It's I mean, captain. It's Ethan Fillion. Why we're on the subject of the captain real quick, the one thing I love is when uh, Nathan Fillion, when he when he found out that the Firefly series was ending, when, he, when they found it out, he told his fans, look, don't come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I got canceled. I wish I would have gone I feel the same way. Just if we ever meet in public, just to come up and say, captain. No, just captain. Oh, yeah. Just say captain. He's all, I'll know exactly what you mean. And that's what people do. Yeah. They don't come up and be like, the show got canceled too soon. I wish they would do episodes, blah, blah, blah. He would just, he just, he would just call him and say, Captain? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, it, it, when you guys, when you guys go to Comic Con, you'll see, there's a section over on the backside where they do a lot of the, uh, you know, shirt sales and different things like that. But then there's a whole group that supports the brown coats and they sell these. Uh, yeah, the brown coats. The brown coats. It is, like, yeah, it is about the brown, brown coats, yeah. But it's the, the, where they have all their memorabilia and stuff like yeah. that and they sell it. He frequently is there. Signing autographs. That would be, be fantastic. Oh, and you hear that all day long. Captain. 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 And he doesn't get annoyed. No. He, he loves it. Nathan Fillion is truly one of the most gracious and and humble actors that I've ever seen or had the, the had the opportunity to meet. So. Yeah. so all right. Uh, by the way, the lighting for the Serenity like, discussion mm. was perfect. Yeah. That was awesome. You know... I hate. I don't even follow up with mine because it's such an obvious, stupid choice. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Aquaman. (laughs) 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 He's a whipping boy. He is a whipping boy, and he should be so much more. He is like what John Cena is. Okay, honestly, (laughs) 
Nice segue there. It's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, this is going to serve no purpose for anybody listening, but by show of hands in the room, how many people read Kingdom Come? Well, just say I. I read Kingdom Come. You read Kingdom Come? I read Kingdom Come. You read Kingdom Come. I can't read. Okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. What is it? Like, I, I can't read, read my fingers because of the nerve damage. I can't read. Fuck you both, all right? <laughs> but mine's legit. I know. I know. I know. Look, like, this so, is legit. I like, know. I'm a shithead. So, <laughs> I know. I'm listening. I just don't read. In, okay, in the novelization, I, I read, choose not to read. In the graphic novel by Alex Ross, Kingdom mm-hmm. Come, which I, I think is just the epitome of what the heroes are. Mm-hmm. Um... There's a scene in there where they're talking about building the... They're talking about building a, a prison for these uh, metahumans that just fight all the damn time and they, they want to detain them and they want to be able to re-educate them and kind of rehabilitate them and you know, figure things out. And so they approach Aquaman underwater about building it on, you know, under the sea. And he says, no. Under the sea. Yeah. He says, no. <laughs> under, the, under the sea. He says, well, you're worrying about everything that's going up on, uh, you know, going on up there. I have 75. I got my shit. I've got 80% of the rest of the planet to worry about by myself with no help. Fuck you all. Boom! <laughs> 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 and it was like, Scott! Stop what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, Flashpoint Paradox. Right. That was good. He was a badass. I have it. I still to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if you read the comic, Flashpoint, it, 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 which is where that comes from, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the, the Atlanteans versus the Amazonians. Mm-hmm. And he is a legit general badass in that, in that you know, and I, I love... And he... When they give him that kind of nautical look with the hair, the tw- like the eighteen oh, hundred hair, you know, pulled back yeah. in the ponytail with the scraggly blonde beard, you know, that kind of thing, he looks badass. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he doesn't look like mermaid man. <laughs> <laughs> mermaid, mermaid, I will love, I will love the moment in DC comics. <laughs> and it happened already. I just yeah. Because I hate the new 52, but okay. um, if there's a moment in there where Aquaman, <laughs> they're like, you know, the, oh my god, this person's so evil, and from the back you hear Aquaman go, EVIL! <laughs> I would <laughs> shit, I would, I would <laughs> shit, shit comic into a safe deposit box and save it for the rest of my life. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but if you think about Aquaman, okay, yeah. what, what is the, what, other than space and, you know, going further out because we don't have the support system to do it, what is the one place within our own environment that we can't get to the absolute depths of to check out? The ocean. The ocean. Well, the yeah, I saw, this chart, I saw this chart one time, <laughs> and it showed it was like the known mm-hmm. amount of ocean, like where we know yeah. it ends. It was like this. It was like where we've gotten to. Yeah. And, and it, it was like, so like two, it's yeah. it was like two inches of that chart. Yeah. yeah. It's And it's, you know, it's, it's crazy shit. Sure. What does he do? Okay. He's got first of all, he's, he's. Are you talking superpower wise or what he actually does for well, like, like daily okay, basis? But if like, we can't get there, like, what is he fighting? Well, I know he uh, talks to fish. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, uh, I, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I did it earlier, so I had to do it. Basically, what he is is he is he's a uh, kind of a, a product of two worlds. He's, you know, what's your heart for it? Nice. Um, <laughs> kind of like Hercules in the sense that he's mm-hmm. half man, half... He's a demigod. Somewhat, to that gotcha. degree. Okay. Um, but he is born of Atlantis, and yet he was when he was born, he was born on Earth. Raised, finds out where his heritage comes from, 
uh, you know, adapts to the water really quickly, and he's born to be the king of Atlantis. Uh, so it's it's a legit place. It's just all. It's another. And Atlantis has its own. Yes, it, it, citizens. It's yes, own, it's its yeah. own realm. Right. It's its own realm down there. But because they operate in such incredible depths, and he's moving it, they have he has a heightened speed, heightened you know heightened senses, uh, you know, and they he's trained you know the royal ways of fighting both underwater and then he translates that onto land because he wants to make a difference so between the world and the Yes, which in that sense should make him damn near bulletproof to all small arms mm-hmm. because of him being able to be at these crushing depths without it hurting him at all. Yeah. Uh, without any without it slowing him or anything like that. Plus because of the fact that he can move at those depths you bring him up there he should be able to move at incredible speeds there's so many underrated things. Yeah, but he's moving at incredible speeds by flopping his feet. You put him on land, he can't go ah and like but run and like really he's fast. He's still. I mean, they do they do walk upright underwater as well. I mean, he's he but is he's down speeding it. while walking underwater. Not speeding while walking, but he's at these crushing depths, walking around like we would, or being able to jog. Okay. You know, I say if you put some flippers on him, put him on a skateboard. That's the same idea as as Superman finally being able to. Hone his senses to right. be up yes. on Earth. It's yeah. not to that degree, but it's like if a child were able to be born on the surface of Jupiter and raised mm-hmm. there, then when they came to our atmosphere, based on how little the gravity is yeah. in comparison, right. they would have. Well, I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you in real terms. I'll put it to you in real life. I'll put it to you in real life. Muhammad Ali would train punching in the water because he yeah. had that so much resistance in the water that when he was out of the water and punching, he was punched. His punch was faster because he was so used to having to use that muscle right. control to punch in the water that same muscles out of the water. Boom, 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 boom. So that's exactly the kind of thing that we're talking about. He should have so much more power, you know, too. Plus, you know, the knowledge. I think Aquaman suffers from this because comic books are such a male-dominant thing. I mean, even now with the big rise in female comic book readers, it's still a male-dominant thing. Mm -hmm. And the average male is very homophobic. I think Aquaman suffers from this stupid, dumb, gorilla mindset that... Oh, he's in the water. He's gay. He's gay. He's so gay. Well, it's because nobody would openly choose... His when you're faced with everybody else on the Justice yeah. League, yeah, you wouldn't openly choose, yeah, his abilities, right? You know, Wonder Woman has had to go through several augmentations of what she can and can't do. She just recently went through an augmentation where she is retarded, powerful, yeah, now, and she's you know she's kind of second tier to Superman, in, you know, as far as strength. She's the female Superman. She can't match him in any way, shape, or form. Right. That's, this is my biggest complaint with comics: is that there's no. It is a constant fluctuation of what powers can do. When well, I get yeah, to my sometimes she can fly, sometimes she can't. When I get to my underrated villain, you'll well, you'll understand a whole lot more about what I mean by that. Right. But it, it's this fluctuating sense of power. You know, I understand Superman exists in a realm, but it makes him completely unfair. He's the progenitor of every comic book character we know mm-hmm. today. Period. So he's going to suffer from that. Mm-hmm. We don't like him because he has really no match. And, and everybody like, says that's why they like Batman, because he has no superpowers. He just has, he's just really good. He's really take all his fucking toys away. He's just a guy who knows kung fu. Well, and, and <laughs> honestly, there's so many other characters that could beat his ass. Everybody can beat Batman. Wolverine could own him. You know, it's it, it's just there's so many other things. Commissioner Gordon could beat Batman. Hey, Batman! Boom! Headshot done. See ya. You don't have a bulletproof mask on. Yeah, Wolverine. But <laughs> they stole the Batmobile, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. You know. Yeah. Joy writing. 
<coughs> you know, to me, I, I think that the, the Aquaman is just—he's a character that really doesn't. I, I, I've said this before. I think the Justice League should be completely disbanded. Okay, I, I think it should be completely yeah. disbanded. There's no need for them. You have Superman, you have Green Lantern, you have Marshall Ma- You have no need for a team. Okay? Marshall Mathers? Yes, Marshall Mathers is on that. Just mm-hmm. yeah. No, Martian Manhunter. Oh, I thought it was like He released an LP. He so no, yeah, no, basically <laughs> he just rides around with them and raps whatever they're doing. He, yeah. he just raps really fast. And Him and Trey. Yeah. Hey, I got something to tell you. Someone, number one, and they're like, what the hell? It's not even in the back of the head. So, I think that people like Alex Ross really have that locked in with who the heart of a character is. You know, what the heart of these original characters is. And I think that's true. I, I would love to see Aquaman retreat back to, you know what, I'm going to handle things down here. <laughs> yeah, I understand you guys shit coming in from off planet and stuff like that, but while you're watching what's going on in the stars, I'm preventing the rest of the world from biting you in the ass. You know, and I, 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 I just think he, he deserves more problems. Oh yeah, you know, so that's kind of a running gag. Back then, up pretty good. So when the kaiju come out from the sea, Aquaman is gonna kick their ass, yeah. or communicate with them and go, uh, "You're under my control now." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So my underrated hero would be Samwise. Genji. Oh, beautiful. I agree with you. Know why? Because it was him that destroyed the ring, not freaking Frodo. Mm-hmm. Frodo was all, I can't do it! And someone was like, Okay, alright, I'll throw you in too. I fucking bawled my eyes out at that point every time. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the music or <laughs> It's awesome. Look at Sam. Potatoes. The whole, like, hey man, thanks for helping me out. You know, like. Right, he didn't get. He never got the right. No, he never got the fucking props for being here. I think it's oh, like the curse of being the sidekick. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. Like, Another episode coming soon. Just points to the hero mm-hmm. and, and then the hero quote unquote and mm-hmm. then that's it but Sam was the movie Sam the only reason that he that Frodo even was able to keep going was because of really? Sam mm-hmm. like Frodo was Making the physical sure was and bad, Sam was the courage and yeah. the did he get him back home did huh? he get him back home after everything with the shit yeah. why did he use that flying bird in the beginning of the fucking movie I should have been in that comedy like well, I got an idea and they come racing over the fucking eagles and go whoop and throw it in I think because <laughs> if the bed come in on the birds the Nazgul would have gotten them but I agree with that and they would have been like it would have also it would have also the yeah. Well, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's always one of those things. Well, why did they get this way? Because it wouldn't be a fucking movie. What did you say earlier? Life is a journey, not a destination. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and that nothing's more true than those uh, films. Because great movies nothing, about fucking walking. Nothing but walking, man. Oh, man, man. You're I'm telling you, it's all a journey. <laughs> such a great. I love him. I absolutely love that character. <laughs> no, I agree. As much as like I. I s- I've seen all the Lord of the Rings. I liked them enough. I haven't really rewatched them. I just I don't I don't know. It's just not something that's ingrained in me to want to go and watch them. But that being said, when I did watch the movies, I was like, yeah, Sam's a badass. Like, I thought Sam was awesome. And a Hobbit, a Hobbit kills Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Well, like Neville Longbottom kills the Basilisk. Yeah, that was. I was waiting for her to say Neville Longbottom because on the way over she was talking. I almost I almost used that one too. Because he is. He's Neville Longbottom. Yeah. The transformation of 
And really, you watch that in the films, the transformation of Neville Longbottom is yeah. nothing compared to as in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the last movie, he just becomes, like, this badass. Yeah, in the last, like, two movies, yeah. you kind of see him really start to sparkle. But he's the one that starts leading Dumbledore. Well, he's the thing. In the face of the Carol's taking Neville Longbottom could have been Harry Potter. Yes, that yeah. close, yeah. that close. They were both born in the same really just, month. It was Voldemort who chose to kill Harry, not Neville. Yeah, yeah. because Voldemort saw himself in Harry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you want for the fucking books! Yeah, all right. And you miss out. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I see. It, it's the whole reason that the, the two of us wound up reading fucking Twilight God, is because Harry God. Potter left a hole in me so big. We didn't know where to lateral off. But did that Twilight really fire. spill it for you? No. <laughs> oh. That Stephanie I think Twilight made it cause the whole thing. That was that was Stephanie Myers or and Disney I remember the, remember the publication uh, pu- uh, publicist was or uh, the publishing house I should say was what um, the ghostwriter was <laughs> they dropped those books right when the last Harry Potter, Potter book came. Oh yeah. Well, that's what they did with Hunger Games, Moral Instruments, like all of these saga books. Honestly, like, oh, I love the fact that the oh. host bombed. Yeah. Harry Potter is yeah. over. God. I Here. didn't think the book was that bad. I was like, oh, okay. It probably should well, never have been made into bad. a movie. But, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, didn't I didn't see it. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, Neville, Neville, Neville on. Oh, completely, wow. su- completely off subject. Have you guys listened to Harry and the Potters? <laughs> oh, no. They're the ones that do all of just, just all about Harry shit yeah. and Harry Potter. Yeah. They're fucking great. They're, they're great. Brilliant. Yeah, they're fucking amazing. I like yeah. the one about, uh, I hope I don't get sorted oh. into Hufflepuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see that, the other one video? The, yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> There's a liner. His name's Thomas Sanders. And he's like, I am not, I am not evil or brave or smart. Fuck, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, I'm okay. surprised by her face. Sam now, is okay. awesome, though. I love that. Do you... Th- okay. The quality of Sam Ganji, that courage, do you think that came because it was his friend that was in that peril, or just because he's that natural, like, he's just that guy? It's his friend. Yeah. It is his it best friend. And the fact that he wasn't having to carry the burden. Yeah. I think a lot of the time the burden was the problem, but mm-hmm. his brother wouldn't share it. But Sam was like, well, let me help you. And then yeah. was like, nah, 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 nah. I'm a vagina. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, early on, it was he was trying to protect him from the burden right. of the ring. And then later, it became the burden itself that kept him from giving him the ring. Right. So yeah. then he was more like, well, if you won't let me help you, at least I'll. I'm gonna help, help you in all you. of the physical God. ways. I, uh, I, I can't carry the burden, Mr. Fuller, but I can carry you! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you shit on that moment. I will. That moment is one of the best <laughs> scenes in cinema history. Man. I will say this though, I know it's a line from the books, and uh-huh. I, I might get shit for this from both of you girls. Okay. Then don't say it. I'll say it. It's <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. And it's there's no, a reason behind it, I'll explain it off the mic. The one line I cannot stand in that movie is when he was like no man can defeat me or whatever and she was like I am I no man <laughs> why it made no relevant sense to the story it did because women weren't allowed to battle okay I get that but not they never explained that very heavily in the movie so for that line to come into the movie it was just for it was just for a cheering moment you, no you never sure. you never read the books no I have okay. not I, that's why I'm saying like I don't know but so many men like with wieners try to <laughs> because there's a man <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like the ones with oh yeah man I mean, kind like, poor Johnny Depp man wiener yeah. so every man was trying to kill the you know 
kill him and they could never do it so then a, a woman does it right and they're able to well, I hear what it means in the books, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I am not like a male oppressionist. Like, I. Yes, fuck women. Yes, please. Yes, fuck women. But no, like, I. The only reason I fell out of line, because I know it was there in the books. I know it was there. I know it meant more to the books than it did to the movie. I feel like the only reason that they kept that line in the movie the way that they did was for two reasons. One, if they had not added that, they would have gotten a lot of shit from feminist groups. And two, well. I mean, now, I agree. nowadays, you can get shit from anything. Yeah. So they would have gotten a lot of shit from the infamous group saying, like, how dare you cut our one line from the book, or whatever. That's Secondly, I think that they wanted that audience to, of women cheer. to cheer, like, we have our moment. Well, you got to figure, I mean, the target audience going to watch these movies initially were probably more male than, yeah. than female. And so for them to throw just that little... right. Out there with for the female yeah. population who doesn't dull. It was the ladies' night of the right. Ladies' night. Yeah. J.R. Tolkien had, he didn't like writing women roles. He didn't right. know how to. Right. So. Which is funny because almost every woman in the Lord of the Rings movies is a strong, or even in the book, yes, is a very strong woman. Correct. Yeah. So I think that was his way of maybe trying to work in the whip, like. Yeah. I just don't like the fact that they kept the line but left out the buildup. Yeah, that's what I don't I, like. True. I mean, I don't yeah. care. At least they like, speak properly. Yeah. I am no man. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about the woman's lip. Yeah. Right. For me, it was more like you didn't stick to the book. Like right. that's how I, I would. Have yeah. yeah. Had they built it up like she was being like like they did in the Knight's Tale, the woman wanted to be a blacksmith, and she was an amazing. About it. She was the best blacksmith out of all of them. Yeah, she created Nike. And she couldn't. Yeah, exactly. But she couldn't, like, no one respected her. Well, they built that up, that she learned these skills from her husband. She was an amazing blacksmith, but she's being held down, and he chose her, and now she's kicking ass. That had buildup. That had movement behind it. This is her just one random line of, I am I am no woman. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I am no man. I am no wiener. I have man wiener. The thing is, is I think it served its purpose Yeah. with showing her going into battle even against her father's wishes. Father's wishes, right. Uh, her uncle, her uncle. I'm sorry, take it back. Mm-hmm. Her uncle's wishes. Right. Uh, sadly, fucking he loses it all this time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I know your face. Yeah. So when, you know, when they're when they're marching into battle and stuff like that, and she's not supposed to be there, she keeps it hidden. Mm-hmm. And she keep who's with her? Is it Mary? Yes. She has Mary with her, and they're both. We're gonna do this. We want to do this. We want to be brave. Now we're gonna do this. And she's like, I've gotta. You know, I've got to march off and, and do it. <clears throat> so when it gets down to it, and it's her that actually, you know, it, it's just kind of a, I think it solidifies the fact mm-hmm. that she had a place on that battlefield. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily the, you know, I know it, it doesn't solve the buildup that right. the book has, but it, it does justify her being right. there, not just because she's a strong woman out on the battlefield. Well, I'll tell you another book that there was a really strong female moment that I feel like they dropped the bomb because they left out all the buildup. Get away, or um, take your hands off, or yes. stay away from my womb, you bitch, in Harry the Potter. Daughter. Yeah. Not my daughter, you bitch. Yeah, not my daughter. Yes. Yeah. They completely dropped the ball with yes. that. All of a sudden, it's just Molly Weasley having a badass line. Mm-hmm. And for the book guys, were, or women, I, didn't, I meant book people, mm-hmm. you know, for the book readers, it was like, yes, that line's in there, fantastic, because we're referencing it to that chapter. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, it was like, Really, Molly got that? Like, because like they never. Why it didn't show the build up yeah. between the fight between, between them, them? Yeah, that built it up to the not yeah, and we never saw Molly be a strong character through the movies. Right. I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's. We true. saw her being a strong mother. I th- yeah, but, but we never saw her being a strong. 
like a strong. But you never point. see you never see other than you know the Weasley kids. You never really see them involved in combat. You know anything, right. anything like that. And most of them you really don't. Yeah. You know? But you knew that they were a strong family. Mm-hmm. You knew, and that came from somewhere. Right. And you can see that the organization, and the, you see that with Molly throughout all of, not only the books, but the film. Mm-hmm. Anytime she'd watch the clock, where it would show where they were at. Yeah. You know, and the GPS, okay, the yeah. GPS. Yeah, and it was, she was, I think she was the anchor point of that family. Oh, yeah. And definitely. so when she sees her daughter, her only daughter, her only daughter, and then potentially what she, I'm sure, Mother Instincts knew was, probably going to be her daughter-in-law as well. Right. Getting attacked by this vile bitch, you know, Bellatrix. And you also don't understand the relationship between them, but... Right. Uh, but when you see the two of them, you know, and she steps up and goes, oh, no. Yeah. Then that was it. For me, That even if you hadn't read the books, that was a rally point mm-hmm. as a mother. Mm-hmm. As a as parent. Right. You know? As a parent, it would be like, get the fuck away yeah, from As a parent, movie, they know? did it right, but as a, just a character, I felt like they dropped the ball. And... I it tell you, man. I remember being kind of rushed. Yeah, I remember being well. The whole, the whole thing yeah. was rushed. It was like, oh, that was. Fast. But I remember being in the theater and the eruption. Oh yeah, the eruption oh, of yeah. cheers. Oh yeah, you know when she did that line. When and she I think taking it back right. to the, mm-hmm. I'm no man. I yeah. think it was more like a riddle. Like, how do you beat the freaking leader of the night? Yeah, they, how do you beat the, him? Right. And then right, it turns came. out, oh. A woman could it's be a prophecy. because yeah. mm-hmm. she doesn't have a leaner. You know, like <laughs> well, I guess what I've got um, uh, since uh, you know I was going through the list and uh, trying to help her out. I think the one I chose was uh, Ghostbusters. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters is not all underrated. It is worshipped the way it's supposed yeah, to be. <laughs> and it's its anniversary, baby. Okay, I agree. Is it really? It yeah. just oh yeah, it's yeah, the anniversary. Yeah. It's gonna be a year long celebration on Network California. Oh, exactly. It's uh, we're gonna be the nineties or ten years ago. Hey, we're also this is also the thirtieth anniversary of uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. And Turtles and Flowers. All of those franchises. It's the, the nerd uh, Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. I love that. That's cool. Uh, I, I want. I, I just yeah. need to throw this out here. Somebody said something to me at Comic Con that made so much sense, and then I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that statement before. <laughs> Uh, our our friend Brian Dunn yeah. uh, hooked up at one of the conventions with a guy who was doing a documentary about cosplay oh. and how that worked. And, and it, uh, let it go. It's I know what you're laughing at. It's going to say hooked up how. Yeah. <laughs> no, not like that. Like <laughs> he, they, they connected. <laughs> they, they connected in over discussion, gotcha. and it became something where we've run into this guy a lot. And I actually, once this thing's released. I'll be there for it because I'm in the documentary as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. But we got into this discussion about Comic-Con now. Comic-Con has become this thing where this guy said, he goes, it is so popular to be a nerd now that the real nerds can't get into the shit that they created. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a brilliant take on mm-hmm. that. And this dude literally just stopped recording, set everything down, and he goes, talk to me about this. And we sat for about 45 minutes on the convention floor, just talking just about working, yeah. Yeah. how there's all these parties and things that, you know, you know, there's velvet rope and bodyguards and shit that you can't get into and all this stuff, and you're like, what the fuck? We created this for you. Mm-hmm. We were the original 1,500 people mm-hmm. that started this goddamn thing, and now you guys are just polluting it with yeah. everything that It was nine tables, a 16-millimeter projector, like... It, it totally goes back to what that... What Chris Hardwick was saying about getting his ass kicked for bringing that Atari exactly. game. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. How, like, it. You guys got picked on 
fucking your entire school careers yeah. for the, for life for the shit that we like yeah. right and, and now, now everybody's 30 and now it's possible yeah cool. and now the fucking bullshit fucking captain of the football team like I'm going to football my parents got me tickets to Comic Con guys yeah it's like fuck you fuck you like you know and uh, you know it, it's um oh what was the what was the reference that he made about it it was um oh son of a bitch no no that wasn't it I hear that well anyway but, it, but that was the, that was kind of my whole beef with it now, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, they're absolutely right. It has become so hard for something that the real fans have created, mm-hmm. that they're just kind of discarded and pushed aside and mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, okay, whatever. And they're making it so much more expensive to get into. Let's make, this, let's yeah. make this the mainstream media and things like that. Let me go back to the artists and the, the distributors and the writers and all the people selling geek culture shit. They get flushed out with all the Hollywood aspect now. Mm-hmm. You know? It's true. Artist Alley went from being half the convention floor to this little tiny-ass room in the back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sad because there's a lot of really cool things that go on. When, when you guys get there, one of the things you have to oh, do sorry. is spend a few hours just down on the con floor itself. Oh, that's yeah. not exactly. Not, not any of the halls. Don't go to any of the panels for a few hours. Whatever you're going to do. Go talk to the people who have their booth set up. I highly what doubt the say? first time I ever go to Comic Con, I'm actually even going to go to a panel. Do you? Well, there's well, so many going to and you, you yes. might miss you might miss out on some stuff that you're really going to enjoy. We sat in on the Doctor Horrible sing along blog. Oh, okay. Thing, and it was <laughs> that was the, yeah. the year that I did that was my very first year, and I was dressed as Captain Hammer, and my friend was dressed as Doctor Horrible. Horrible, and we walked in and we sat down on the panel, and it was about the costumers from these different shows, Buffy Vampire Slayer, and all this stuff, which mm-hmm. happened to be the ones that did Doctor Horrible. Horrible. And they approached us afterwards and were like, you guys look great. You guys really went, you know, with this. And I, I highly recommend that if you guys, once you guys get approved for your press passes, you'll, I think you have two years or three years before you have to re up Once. Just once. Go in costume. Oh, I want to. It is okay. one of I, the have co- I have a costume. I have a costume. And I have a costume in mind. It is one of the most empowering feelings. And own it. Who gives a shit? Like in my case, if you wind up being a fat Superman, be a fat fucking Superman mm-hmm. and love everything that you do, yeah. but just own it. Yeah. You know, me and, uh, and f- I should say former friends, I don't really talk to him too much, but um, we went as Red Sun Superman. Uh, you know, nice. the Russian the, hammer. The sickle, yeah. yeah. I went as President Superman, my friend is, you know, Batman, his wife went as Wonder Woman, and then our costumer lady, she went as Jade from the. She didn't wear Anyway, she went as Jade from uh, Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend at the time went as Green Lantern from Red Sun. Nice. We were the first group, and you'll, you'll find stuff like this that happened. We were the first group in 40 years of Comic-Con that ever went as that en- ensemble all together. Ooh, shit. Nice. And we're in the 40th anniversary book now. Nice. Oh, so cool. My costume that I want to go Red Sun Superman costume as DCC were the first people to pop us. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. My costume that I want to go as is Oliver Queen from Smallville. Hell the yeah. Green Arrow from Smallville. Yes. That costume is just fucking amazing and I have, if I can get, the, like you said, be a fat Superman if you want to be a fat Superman, I would prefer to try to get in shape and yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, I want, but I have the right hair. I have the right hair, like I would have the right body structure if I could get up, I mean, if I could get in shape. Oh, you get to see? No, because he's he's clean, oh, so he's clean shaven. Isn't yeah, it? but he has like this like the blonde yeah. hair, like my blonde color hair. blonde and everything. Like I and I love that character in the show. He was my shirt from Lex Luthor. Michael Rosenbaum was Lex Luthor. Oliver Queen was my favorite character in that show. Awesome. I thought Oliver Queen was an amazing character in that show because he was an amalgam of Oliver Queen and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 
Okay. So, who was your overrated? Oh, well, I, I love where this went. Okay. Yeah. Um, my my over underrated uh, underrated, underrated yeah. hero. Uh, I, I picked Shira. Uh, I picked Shira because when uh, the remake came out in two thousand four, uh, she never got a reboot. Her okay. Did. Explain to the audience who might not know who Shira is. Shira is He-Man's the princess sister, of power. the princess of power. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that sets her apart not only is she's just as strong as He-Man, but her sword can turn into whatever the hell she wants it to—a space helmet, a lasso. He-Man's sword can't so do that. So it's a Wonder Twin. No, no. Well, it doesn't turn into water. No, no. It doesn't oh, turn into, and it doesn't turn into an animal. You're listening. Lasso, space helmet, a shield. Her sword can turn into a shield. He's kind of holding back, calling you stupid. The tone was getting there, like shut the fuck up. Yes, like you've been riding my balls all day, man. Okay, I so there's I like Shira because she was she was conceptually she was just a character that was thrown in there to bring the girls on board. It could have easily been a throwaway character, but but she she wasn't. She had a great standalone show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there was a lot of things that were very much structured just for girls at the time. Yeah. It brought in the male watchers, too, because yeah. they would cross He-Man over with, with, uh, with, with the She-Ra. You'd see the two of them together. My you know? sister was yeah. for Halloween. See? And, and, that's, you know, and it still bridges the gap today, but she never got her reboot. No. Uh, she never got a reboot in 2004, even though her villain, Hordak, showed up in the 2004 show. Yeah. Um, and so, and she still got a really good comic out there. Yeah. Um, so, why not give her her show that she deserves just as much as her brother? I know exactly why. Why? The furry movement. The furry movement? The furries. They, 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 I'm not even meaning that sarcastically. I'm, I'm I mean that in a way of, like, I could see a Hollywood... I could see a producer going, like, someone conceptualizing, like, we have this female, you know, character... Oh, hold on. Sorry. You might have to edit this out. I'm sorry. Is She-Ra, like, the tiger-looking one? No, no. she's a woman. No, I'm confusing that with somebody else. Never mind. Take all that out. Please. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take all that out. Taking bids on keeping it or... <laughs> no, please, please take it out. We'll, we'll take it out. We'll yeah. keep it for, uh, for a joke. Right yeah, because I, I must have been confusing her with somebody else. <laughs> oh, I know. You're, you're thinking Shiva. Shiva. Okay, I get that. Like, red hair. Yeah, Shiva. That's Shiva. That's Shiva. Okay. That's Shiva. Okay. Now, who can understand the confusion? I'm going to let her Oh, yeah, no. But when you start saying Shiva, Zima, Shiva, where are we going? I can understand. I was trying to figure out. Oh, like, what was really funny is so I was trying to figure out. I'm like, you're not being sarcastic? Okay, then, then what? Did yeah. the furries I was not being Shira? sarcastic because I was imagining She Ra. Uh-huh. I was imagining, like, okay, like, with Isn't this. Isn't that like Thunder? Leopard. So I think all of the. No, no, that's Chitara. It's the same thing. Shira is in He Man, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Shira's See, I'm not completely crazy. Yeah. So all of us had the same thought of like, where is he going with this? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. I thought it was funny, but I understand yeah. why you were okay. confused. Never mind. I am uh, so no, sorry. I'll take all that out. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. okay, but no, no, no. Uh, so then I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. I don't understand why they wouldn't give her a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think more than anything now, she could have her standalone show yeah. without necessarily... I mean, you you could almost separate her from He-Man. Right? I think you could. I don't think in this day and age she could have a show. Huh. Because of the quality of show that, that's that's out there and the storyline that people are really trying to get into. And, and children don't have such a good intention. I don't... I well, see, and then like... It could live on the hub, though. Exactly. It could live on the hub. Okay, but are you talking animated or live? Hub is Hasbro. Hasbro, yeah. They can figure out something. No. 
just animated or live action? Nobody, anybody? Well, uh, I, I because I if it was animated, that might be different. Well, but if it was live action, that's where I mean I don't think it would last. Well, live yeah, action yeah, no, would last. I think I'm, I'm talking to an, another animated show, just like her, her brother way back in 2004. Like I said, they bothered to cough up Hordak, but the show got canceled before Shira, you know, really made her yeah, was going realized. to make a debut. I mean, all those episodes. I mean, they they went deeper into Skeletor's background, uh, um, Man at Arms' background, Darko's background. Yeah, all everybody. They went it went deeper. It was just as good. I mean, yeah. it just it, it expanded on what I already loved. Yeah. And uh, I think another Shira would have done the same thing. It just. I don't like the fact that the one the one thing that's missing from the remake is there's, there's, there's no Shira in that universe, but she's still in the toys, yeah. and her story still goes on. She's got a deeper story in the toys mm-hmm. than she ever uh, had an opportunity in the show. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't give her her own show at this point. Uh, maybe yeah. well, maybe it could be sexism. Could be. Honestly, it would be. Yeah, it would have to do with whether or not it has to do with the Mm -hmm. with the current generation of 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 female children. And I know there's exceptions to this rule with certain parents, but the average consensus of female children they want the princesses and the yeah and the and they want the your monster high and your brats yeah all that shit. It's not we want woman with sword. Well, she's still called the princess of power. Yeah, you know, but yeah, but yeah, I think there's a lack of strong female characters out there. Yeah, yeah. That's what Joss Whedon does. Is he gives us amazing female yeah, characters. I just wish there's gonna be a She-Ra movie. He's yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't make her a lesbian. Make her strong, but don't make her gay. Yeah. <laughs> don't make her Zena. Strong is gay. <laughs> uh, well, I understand that. Hey, don't get me wrong. I, mean, I used to watch Zena and Gabriel all the time. They <laughs> fear the Almighty Uterus. Okay. God. But uh, okay. So speaking of uteruses, Christina, you have one. I do have a great segue. Oh, come on! That was a great segue! Fuck! Oh, he's got his villain. He's got his villain. I know! That was a great segue. Okay, I got it. Speaking of uteruses, my uh, my underrated <laughs> villain uh, would... Oh, oh, my God, uterus. It would have to be would have to be Rasputin from um, Anastasia. Not only... Now, he has... The segue works. Uh, it, it still works. I mean, it does he, not work at all. Shut the fuck up. When he died... Uh, when he died, he looked like a uterus. Okay, decaying. I wasn't going to go that far. Yeah, well, he kind of did. You know, he's decaying. His lips were... Anyway. Um, Rasputin, uh, a lot of people... Like were the go- Disney movie? Or oh, it's not a Disney movie. No, mean, it's, it's the, the animated. The cartoon, yeah. The cartoon, yes. More like the real-life Rasputin. No, 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 no. Real-life Rasputin. No, no, no. I'm talking about the animated Rasputin. Okay. No, he's uh, from the twenty. Though. Yeah, from the 20th century... Um, uh, 20th century Fox cartoon. Uh popularly regarded as a Disney cartoon, he is not. Um, uh, not only because he was voiced by Christopher Lloyd, but he was also voiced by Jim Cummings. Uh, Jim Cummings, you know, big tigger. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, uh, Christopher Lloyd did his speaking voice, and then when he did his song, which I think is one of the greatest villain songs I've ever heard in my life, um, it was sung by Jim Cummings. And uh, he meshed so well, he did a little Christopher Lloyd version, you know, in the duck of the night I was tossing and turning. I mean, he, he goes off on the entire thing. Oh, and my favorite part. <laughs> Come, my minions, rise for your master. Let your hero shine. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that woke me up. I appreciate that. Thank you. But that is one of the greatest villain songs. 
um, uh, I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, nobody talks about the character. The t- character, I mean, I know it's 20th Century Fox. He's not Disney. He doesn't have his own toy. No. He didn't have his own toy when it came out. Uh, I consider because him very... Because nobody would have bought it. I would have bought it. He was awesome as a collector. Yeah, I, I think he had a Happy Meal line at Burger. King. I get. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I would have loved a toy. Happy Meal line at Burger King. <laughs> well, all the same thing. You could sell that shit. You know, Rasputin. There he is. You push his back, and you know, parts of him start falling off because he's the king through most of the. That was leprosy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. I was going to say. I remember they had the box of my Ford Escort. Bar talk. Had the bar talk figure. You know, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that said it on the box. I fucking buy it. I just want to very quickly just say I love how passionately he speaks about stuff. Oh, I know. Thank and you. how dedicated he is. And he'll pull, he'll pull songs and shit out of his ass and I'm like, what? How do you fucking remember that? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's because he watched it yesterday. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, but my stage my, my is still boxed. <laughs> I haven't watched it this year. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> it's only been a month. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Dude, dude, my stuff has been boxed for four for four months. I thought you were going to say four years. I was like, that's not your stuff being boxed. That's just you living out of boxes no, at that point. Yeah. Okay. okay, but yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but <laughs> he's under... He's under... Uh, under he's under yeah. So? Mine is... Um Christopher Lloyd also. Oh, sweet. Uh, who framed Roger? Oh, 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 oh
is because he scared the fucking shit out of everybody. No, we wanted to see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Because he's up, honestly, to yeah, me, he is up there with Darth Vader. He's up there with Hannibal Lecter. He mm-hmm. is, like I said, he's scary. Joker would look at him going, I, I don't I, want I, any part of him. And I genuinely feel, and I know, and I know they have Toontown and all that shit, but I still think it's lost on, you know, the current cartoons. That spawned from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Yes, it did. And I really would love to see that hit the theaters again. Oh, yeah. Yes. For a new generation. You know, yeah, it out the vault. You know, maybe do a diamond edition of it or well, whatever. Well, yeah. it was to get all the rights to the Tex Avery cartoons and have them all Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is the one and only time that Warner Brothers cartoons and Disney cartoons came together. Yes. And has never happened since. Because no, now yes. too many. Because that was right at the end of mm-hmm. we're doing this for the arts. In the beginning, of we're doing this for the money, so they will do it. Now it's we want this much money to do it. Beautiful, was that right bef- before or right after Mel Blanc passed away? It that was, was right before, right before, right before. And right I know before that that was, I know that was a driving force, the honor of his, yeah, you know, his, his property yeah. mixing with Walt's properties, you know, and, and having that come together. To me, cinematically mm-hmm. and and animated oh. wise, they're still. No scene that is cooler than watching fucking piano battle. Mickey and Bugs. And yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get killed. Yeah. 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 You see them all at the end, and you're like, I was like, this is this is fucking cool. Had they thrown the Muppets in at that point? Oh, that would be my favorite movie of all time. Oh, sweet. I have a question about you, like Judge Doom. What? Crime did the little shoe make to be dipped? Nothing. It was two. Nothing. He just wanted to make it. He was example. a two. No. And I was like, this poor that was murder. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was I go murder on that man. Murder, 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 No, no. He's he's menacing when he's straight. And the thing is, if you noticed, uh, as as Judge Doom, the human, he doesn't blink. Oh, yeah. And Christopher Lloyd... His glasses never come off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but even with his eye, you would see someone blink with the, yeah. like, the round yeah, the eyes. Th- but yeah, the thing is, you could, you could still see it, but the, the, the character, he made sure while the camera was on him, he never blinked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, Chris, that's uh, the freaking and he knew it. Christopher he, Lloyd. What I, what I loved was that he, he knew it. Early concepts of the script, Christopher Lloyd's like, he's a tomb. I mean, he, he knew what well, to bring to and it. There's, if you really pay attention, and go back to pay attention, there's subtle little hints. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's subtle when he puts the glove on before you ever... When, put, when he runs with the dip? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, like, he like when he steps back, like yeah. oh, oh it, it, it's so it's so creepy. It's like oh my god, yeah, you know yeah. all the foreshadowing. It's like going back and watching Sixth Sense, not yeah. the ending. But it, yeah, yeah. watching it too because I want it back. But even now, I don't, like, I don't have your Sixth Sense. No, you have my Roger Rabbit. But oh, now, but, but it's like, like, I story story need that movie. One of the greatest it. cartoon, uh, you know, stories, both mixed with a- live action and animation. Uh, one of the greatest that's ever been done. I don't think it's ever been surpassed. No, I don't think it can be done again. Uh, I would agree. I think I think it's, it has really held the test of time, and, and uh, yeah, it holds up. It really uh, does. I'm sorry, she's still your daughter. Oh no, that was awesome though. But I fucking love that. <laughs> that that, that, that was cool. It brought up. That was uh, cool. Yeah, it, I was hoping something to the gun on. Such an awesome thing. <laughs> yeah, because nice. that's the main reason I even thought of doing these yeah. episodes was okay. watching yeah. Judge Doom. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh man, creepy as shit. Yeah. Uh, now, fabulous. I, you know. Are, are, are I'm we, done. Are yeah. you done? Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll to mine, and it's a character that a lot of people throw away as just a big, stupid brute in Marvel Comics. And he's genuinely my favorite character in Marvel. Uh, and that is Juggernaut. Juggernaut? Bitch. Juggernaut <laughs> in the comic books is is a. He is not a demigod. He is a <laughs> god. He is, he is taken. He's. 
you know, when he found the Sidorak gem that gave him the crimson bands of the Juggernaut, he was a representative, like Silver Surfer's the Herald of Galactus and all that stuff. When it came down to it, his own rage and his own anger and his own, you know, uh, quest to just destroy everything became such a driving force that he was placed, the Phoenix actually put him inside the gym. While in the gym, he faced the Sidorak God and killed him. Killed the Sidorak God to claim the, the ultimate power of the, the Sidorak, you know, the mm-hmm. bands. In that sense, he's a throwaway because they have Hulk beat him, you know, on, on occasion. They have Superman beat him. He, he, he becomes a kind of a dead the Hulk. Hulk. Let's give credit where credit Oh, I understand. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's just throwing it out there. That's my bias thing on that. I'm one. just throwing it out there. But Superman can punch God. Yeah. Hulk, you know, Hulk has been presented as this limitless power character. And Juggernaut can match him easy and people go, well, he's just a mindless brute. Well, so is the fucking Hulk. Exactly. Except when he went through the, the, the bit where he was Banner. Hulk smash. Yeah. He was all just dumb brute smash and crush. That is exactly... Now, you, he, in all honesty, Juggernaut is a step up from that. Because he, he is on it, and he can still think about what he's doing. He can still think about the things that he does. And he is not afraid. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of anything. When the X-Men figured out that if you take his helmet off, if you manage to remove his helmet, that... And that's the thing. You can... Uh, Shatterstar from the X-Force actually has one where uh, it's a weird comic that happened. He's facing all of X-Force in downtown uh, New York. Spider-Man joins in on the thing and he actually shoulder blocks one of the towers. The the Twin Towers. Uh Uh-huh. He shoulder blocks one of the Twin Towers and it collapses. Knocks it the fuck over. Wow. Topples it. So, but there's a moment in there where Shatterstar with his twin blades, he drives him into Juggernaut's eyes and Juggernaut screams and jumps back Pulls the swords out of his eyes, throws them down, wipes the blood, and everything's healed. Wow. Then wow. he goes, now you really pissed me off. <laughs> so he drives him through the building. It's just and like, later. <coughs> that's the thing. It's, it's like yeah. Hulk. You can make Hulk bleed. You can do these things to him. But that's the ultimate thing is, you know, he, he bounces back and becomes mm-hmm. back even angrier. Yeah. He's a god. It's like Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor can beat Hulk. Right. You know? And, and it's, it's always pissed me off because he's such an underutilized... I, I love seeing him as kind of the when he was paired up with Black Tom Cassidy Black Tom being kind of the I'm you and I are best friends and I'm going to guide him on any purpose that I want it's like having a, a, a nuclear arsenal at your disposal at all times he just leaves shit in ruin and and he does it just for the sheer pleasure you know of what he does and I, I think they throw him away a lot in the comics a whole lot in the comic. And Definitely threw him away in the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, that was shit. Well, didn't they change his entire origin? Well, yeah. That was a piece of magical. In the no, movie. They, they couldn't. They couldn't really keep the whole origin story and you know and make it relevant in the movies. But they should have never introduced him. In the movie. Yeah. They if they weren't going to do it properly, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have brought. They should have never done it. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Vinnie Jones. If anybody, oh, Vinnie Jones. Was anybody who was going to play Juggernaut should have mm-hmm. been him. Yeah. Any yeah. man who steps on another man's balls with cleats on while yeah. he's playing soccer and twists. And gets himself banned from soccer for life. That guy's your juggernaut. Oh hell yeah! Are they mentioning anti magic in the films? What's the deal? Well, it, it's because it didn't have a relevant origin. Yeah. Okay, but they just want to throw him in. Though. Well, it's kind of like Phoenix. The, the, the Phoenix is her. She, it's like a split personality. Mm-hmm. In the in the comics, that's not where it comes no, from. No, it's a, it's a cosmic power. Cosmic power that yeah. she is the divining rod for because of her telekinetic and tele you know telepathic powers. 
Anyway, sorry. But Jugger yeah, Juggernaut is just a force of nature that mm-hmm. I think it's neglected. He should be standing over uh, Hulk repeatedly, yeah. and when he lets loose of, of all of his rage and anger, he, he you know he can really. Really, really do the damage that you know to, to put Hulk down, and it just pisses me off. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's that I mentioned it before that influx of power in mm-hmm. comics. Yeah. Power just does this shit all over. There's it's no, all over the place. There's no like, okay, th- this week he was here, next month he's here, and two weeks later he'll be back down. Yeah, yeah. Um, my underrated villain, mm-hmm. and probably underrated because the show was only on for like. It was on for two seasons. The second season sucked. I don't think anybody watched it, but it's Alpha from, from Dollhouse. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. played by Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I, I love him. He's great. I um, know this a theme. But is it just the chemistry he brings to his roles? He, and, He's a good actor. And He's a damn good actor. Mm-hmm. The concept of Dollhouse is that these people have signed a contract to get their memories erased for a certain amount of time because the pain that they've gone through mm-hmm. or the trauma that they've gone through was too much for them to handle. Well, in the contract... They are obligated to lend their bodies out for services. Is that the one with Elijah? Douche, 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 yeah. Okay. And um, they they go into the chair and and Topher loads them up with a new personality. And these personalities, you know, this is what they do for a week or for however long these clients come in and, and purchase them for. Now it's not it, it it's not all sex, but it's always implied that some of it is, and some of it's just you know people wanting partners and and lonely this, or I need a date to a wedding for this, and that and the other. Alpha goes rogue, and he starts to remember. all when, when they come back from a client, they get wiped again. So they're just clean slates, and they go around their little dollhouse, and everybody takes care of them. <clears throat> well, Alpha gets to the point where he can no longer be wiped. And so everything, everything that he has ever been implanted with is there. I had a chafing joke there. I thought you had a poop joke. Somebody's got a G-Bone. Yeah, that's all. I was like, she, she's getting passionate about this, so maybe I shouldn't be a dick in this. <laughs> <laughs> this. I probably would say anything. I'm like, who's going to know? I snickered, but then I, I saw Josh. And I'm like, oh, damn. He never even thought of it. Neither did I. He gets to a point where he can't be wiped anymore. I achieved that the other day, you know? But not only does Alpha become to the point where he He's remembering all of these <laughs> these implants that he's been implanted with. He starts to fall in love with. Um, it's not Echo. It's the other one. It's the do- it's Doctor Sanders. They actually implant her as a doctor later. That's right. But that's right. He, um, this girl is number one. Anyways, Alpha is just. You take all of the combat situations that they've put him in. You take all of the. He just becomes ridiculously smart. And he's completely in shape, and he's completely diabolical, and he ends up in split personality, so you never know what personality he will go into next. And basically takes down the entire organization, you know. Bit by bit. Wow. And it's creepy. Mm -hmm. It's creepy as fuck. Good choice. And it's It's a very good choice. It's weird to watch Wash. And then watch Alpha. Yeah. Well, then it's it's weird to watch them be from like their sedative state, where they're just kind of you know like kids walking around. They do arts and crafts, and they trim bonsai trees, and then he goes and he takes a scalpel to this girl's face. Like, well, it just wow. and it goes you know from one side to another. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing if you're fa- if you're a fan of the actor, um, it's really fun to see uh, how versatile mm-hmm. he could be. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that, you know, so when you go to watch Wash and then you see this character, totally different character. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So and then you see him in a Knight's Tale, he's another good character. He does not play the same thing. you watch him in Death at a Funeral, the British version? Oh, I love the British version. That's a completely different That's the better version. Oh, yeah. The better movie. I don't remember if you watch him in 28 Days. They're actually both pretty good. I love 28 Days. The only one, the midget from Game of Thrones being in both of them. Yeah. Peter English. He does it two different ways. Yeah. He's subtle. In the British one, he's subtle when he makes the sex jokes. But in... The, the one with uh, Chris Rock and Chris Rock and Martin Lawrence. He goes, "I have done things for that man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little less subtle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, his performance was great in both. So. <laughs> but anyways. Yes. Yeah. Um, my underrated villain is a has been in literature and plays and movies and TV shows. Um, Captain James T. Hook. Fuck! Absolutely! Is that what you chose again? Oh I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Absolutely. As soon as it was going to get the dog, I was like, you know what? Whatever he says, I'm just going to go, fuck! Captain <laughs> James T. Hook. Beautiful <laughs> choice. He is a villain of villains in the book. Oh, This yeah. is an evil, evil man. And they show it in Hook. They do help show a, a lot about the evil side of him, but he's also yeah, become this bitter old man. Stuff. And yeah. you know, the thing is, but this guy is an evil man. And then, now they're going back with Peter in the Starcatcher books, which I haven't read yet. They're telling the origin story of him. He wasn't Captain James T. Hook before. He was Cap... Like, his nickname was, like, Captain Mustache or something like that. He wasn't Captain Hook. He was a mustache ride. He hadn't, he hadn't lost his hands yet. He hadn't lost his hands yet. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is what I love about him is he has two obsessions. Pan and the alligator. And children. Oh. Well... The obsession with the children, the whole thing comes from, stems from Pan and the Lost Boys and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But he has an obsession with killing Pan and killing that alligator. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all that guy lives for. He wants to kill Pan and kill the alligator. Mm-hmm. That is it. He doesn't want to go rule the high seas. He doesn't want to go be a king somewhere. He wants fucking Pan and he wants that alligator. That's all he thinks about. Well, that's what makes him very dangerous. Yeah. So I mean, this is not somebody that Peter Pan should be fucking with. Yeah. Well, I mean, well that's the thing too. Is yeah. that's a, the thing is is the Captain James C. Hill character is such the antithesis of the Pan character, and I love Pan. Pan, yeah. if we have a boy, we we're are not naming we, him Peter. Pan. We're not naming <laughs> Peter Pan. We are a boy's name, but we're doing his room in Peter Pan. Cool. I still you think you should name the boy Cal Calvin Elvin. <laughs> so I call him Cal El. <laughs> But I love the Pan character, but Hook is such the antithesis. And the live-action Peter Pan movie that they did in 2003, yeah. Yeah. that Hook was, close. was very... As close as they have gotten was to... Jason Isaacs? Yeah. yeah. That was the closest that they've gotten to the Hook in the books. You are it, a true nerd. I love that. that. You are so welcome back anytime you want. I was talking to her about... I was talking to her about the Pan books. And I was like, I cannot wait to be able to read that to our son when he's older. She was a world by reading it to Michael, her little brother. He's seven. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't. I, forgot, I said his That's name. That's right. Um, he's seven. I was like, no, no, not at seven. Mm-hmm. I was like, there, she goes, why? I was like, it's violent. Well, I was yeah, like, he'll be jumping off the roof. Family Robinson. He's yeah, but there's yeah. a lot. Of, I mean, but I'm sure he's a like little Lord of the Flies. Yeah. See, but I didn't know it was that. Yeah, much she she knows <laughs> the Peter Pan version. She knows the Disney version of Peter right. Pan. The book is completely different. Peter Pan himself go. The, the, the traveling from London to Neverland takes days in the book. Pan flies off, like they, he mentions, Pan flies away, comes back. Where were you? Oh, I killed some pirates. 
Yeah. He just spoiled with I killed pirates. Like, and the hook character's the same way. Just this maniacal kills people. Like, talks it just talks about torture and all this stuff. Well, like the the movie Hook. Yeah. With uh, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like at the very end when he takes off his wig and they're having that yeah. talk. It's almost like in Dark Knight when Joker and Batman have that same. Yeah, like, oh, like, like this is you'll never do. Yeah. What would the world be like without Captain Hook? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, you will, and you will never kill me because of some some obscure moral code, and I will never kill you because this is too fun. You know the boo box is really close to the stuff, the kind of shit that he did in the literature. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, the, uh, you know, putting the score, locking them in the yeah. box and putting the scorpions. What's in so it? funny about that is, did you know that that's actually not a male? That is not a male. That's Glenn Close that is Glenn in Glenn makeup. Close. Oh Glenn Close, friends with Steven Spielberg. Oh my god. Was, he, was 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 around. So that's a, yeah, it was me. It was me. It was and me. She's the only pirate who's only buttoned who's buttoned up to here. She's the only pirate who's buttoned up that close. That is going close. She was near the oh set that God. day and volunteered to be that guy. So they put, it, yeah, they put her in the boot and the in the boot box. Oh. But here you're right. It is the closest too. And he is just this. Well, then he he makes that when he's like no, and he's like yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought like rewatching Hook. We watched it. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I guess. Yeah, like about six weeks ago. Something like that. I, it's, one of, it's one of those movies I always. Oh, it's one of those you can always watch. No matter where it comes on, I'm like oh. Yeah. Although I have my reservations with it now, looking at it as an older person, I can't exactly buy into Robin Williams being Pan, even when he becomes Pan at the end. I can't oh, buy it's, it. But it's not him as Pan. It's, it's the adult version. Yeah, it, it's, it's not. Yeah. it's not thinking of him as Peter Pan. It's thinking of his the heart and the betrayal, the per, you know, portrayal yeah. of Pan. Pan. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what makes it so magical. Right. Oh, I just I I can't see it that way because of everything of Pan I've ever yeah. consumed. And I just go. Really? I will say that is the one role that I would kill to play on stage. Peter Pan? No, Hook. Oh, Hook. Hook. I was going to say, you might get a shot. Although now that now they have that new musical out. Now, every, now Pan is played by a, a male yeah. on stage plays. They no longer have a female playing. Yes, they do. The, um, I don't want to see what it, uh, the Pantages, Sandy Duncan, did it. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow, wow that yeah. was the first one in a while because I know for a long time. How old is she? Exactly. I'm about to do a mop. Is she going to do that? Yeah. She's still doing it. That's pretty good. What were you going to say about Hook? I'm sorry. Well, just the fact that he thought to use his children against him. He thought, I am going to remind these kids of how terrible their father is, and they will love me, Mm -hmm. and it will be crushing. Mm -hmm. Like, that is manipulative and awful. It's James D. Hook. He starts to walk up the stairs and... He hits the thing yeah. and makes the carpet go back up. Yep. So yeah. it's like, no, you, you're not worthy to walk yeah. on the carpet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Where's yeah. the compass? Well, the thing too is that line that if you leave now, there will be daggers flung at the doors no. of your children's 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 children. Beautiful. I like that. I love it. I love it. My favorite Dustin Hoffman role. Absolutely. It was he had three air conditioners. No way, man. Three fans. I actually watch the documentary. See if you can find something about him approaching yeah. that role. Yeah. It is one of the coolest like, fucking oh, movies yeah. as an actor. About yeah. yeah, I've seen yeah. his um, comments on that. Oh, he oh, cried. How he yeah. was so upset that he wasn't a beautiful woman, and then and he was like, "Wait, I'm kind of a jerk because mm-hmm. so many women are are upset if they're not pretty or attractive or things like that." And yeah. so much stigma. I love such a great. Great commentary on that. I also love what he did. Um, you know, when he went to uh, was it the red carpet event of uh, Kung Fu Panda, one of the uh, 
the reporter's kids was doing coloring book. He took off his jacket and he went down and he started coloring yeah. with her. Oh, this is a great guy. He just <laughs> so looks cool. like he'd be a really no, great I, I would love to see them. As much as people gave critically critically bash that pan, and I loved it because I had the the Jeremy Sumter. Yeah, a lot of problem with him is he. They caught him at the wrong age. He matured. Mm-hmm. He went through puberty as he was doing, much like what happened with Ed Furlong and Terminator. Yeah, yeah. He started to go through puberty as a movie. They had to redo that window four times because he just got so tall. Yeah. But the portrayal of that line it is one of the lines that is a line that I have said in dark times and great times. It was my favorite line ever spoken by a character. He pan, uh, Hook has him down. He's got him pinned. And it's like, t- time to die, Peter. And he goes, to die would be an awfully big adventure. Yeah. That Jeremy kid, I don't care what the fuck else he did in that movie, the way he said the line, with the grin on his face, facing death, believing what he said. To, okay, I'm, I'm dead. It's still going to be a big adventure. It's a new, a new adventure. Great. But the grin on his face, he had it. That kid was 12 years old and captured the right. adult oh, aspect yeah. of that line. Yep. Good job. I, yeah. And so. with the, like, the Maleficent, the... Maleficent? Yeah, coming out, and all, like, all this talk about the like, bad guy origin movies. movies. I would love to see a Hook origin Well, movie. the next the next cool. live-action origin story movie, Cinderella. Yeah. They've cool. already casted it. They've already got pre-production. They've already have done conceptual art. Is it the already stepmother, or what? What? Like how they're doing Maleficent? Yeah, it's a whole... It's, 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 no, it's Cinderella's mm-hmm. origin story. It's her. It's called Cinderella. Well, I think it's kind of done death, but hey, ever after, yeah, I love ever after. I would love to see, I would love to see a James T. Hook movie, and I would, and I don't want, I don't want to see it called Hook because you obviously can't do it. I would just like to see it called James T. Hook. Not even Captain, not Captain Hook. James T. Hook, just James T. Hook. I I I I'd be on board. I'd be on board. And I would love to see Jason Isaacs do it again because you know what? He is not that. He is not aging. I love that part where he's putting up, where he's and he's aging taking well. the leather hook and you know yeah. putting it on it. Really, yeah. Grabbing the thing out, I'm like, damn. Or if they around. don't want to go older with it, if they want it since it is an origin story. If they want to go younger, then it's Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch would be cool. I think Cumberbatch would be very cool. He was Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, and Sherlock. Oh yeah. Well, he's one of the greatest voices. He ever. could grow a real dirty, dirty mustache and everything, and really pull it off. Yeah, he could get that. Yeah, yeah. Get, and then when like you know he's depressed, he can get that depressed beard going on. Yeah. Oh, that, that, oh, his voice—it's like the more he talks, it's like you want to listen. Oh yeah, you get entranced in Cumberbatch's voice, and that's one thing that Hook is. As evil as Hook is, he's charming. Yes, oh, yeah. I love, 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 love charming characters. That's and that like, actor's got really piercing eyes too. Mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs. He's like my older British man crush. Mm-hmm. He's very attractive. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing about Hook, and this has nothing to do with the Hook character, has to do with the Peter Pan play. Uh-huh. Whoever they cast as Hook is always cast as Mr. Darling. Yeah. And Mr. Darling oh, yeah. is supposed to be the Captain Hook of the children. Right. right. So they always cast it as the same guy plays both roles. That's why I always get a strong actor to play Captain Hook because he has to play Darling, so he has to play that guy. And then you see this Hook character, and then they come back to the father, but the father's happy, you know, sort of thing. God damn it, I want to watch the live-action Peter Pan. <laughs> you know, it kind of gets me in the mood. Jer- the Jeremy right Sumter one yeah. is so good. I'm actually going to go back, and, and I'll, I'll do this because of my favorite. I want to go back and watch Hook. Just Hook yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see the blue there's, there's honestly a lot of, there's a lot of acting talent in that movie that I think. Yeah. But Maggie Smith. Bob Hoskins, Maggie, Maggie Smith. Bob Hoskins as Smee is... Um, freaking fucking awesome. Uh, Maze balls? No, 
They're the couple making out when uh, yeah. when they fly by. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. George Lucas and uh, uh, Princess Leia. They're they're the couple making out under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, they are. Wow. I don't remember that. George you can't Lucas see it. And George Lucas and um, Carrie Fisher, Fisher, Carrie Fisher are, are making out. Are making out on the bridge. George they're the Lucas couple. The they, they, get, they, they, <laughs> they get they with um, they get with it the pixie dust and fly. Happy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wiener. Yeah, I think what made that seem funny is if he fluttered up by his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then Ron Williams would pop into a Who's happy? <laughs> you know, he'd just pop into one of his dick jokes. I, you know, <laughs> there was there's just a lot about that that, that movie yeah. and Dustin like Hoffman's portrayal. Of Hook is a damn good. I piece. think Pan, but yeah, and I think Pan is a great literary character for young boys to study. You know. About about learning how to be what you know carefree, but he was the leader of the Lost Boys. He took care of these kids. So yeah. while he was fun, fancy, free, kill pirates, all that stuff, at the very end, he protected those boys. Yeah. So he was an adult in that aspect. And then the hook to to then have this have these kids, you know, grow up on Pan and love Pan and think Pan is amazing. To then turn on show him Hook that like Pan grows up, Pan does responsibilities, and then when Pan realizes he's Pan, goes back to the real world as Pan, but growing up. He's responsible adult, but fun and fancy free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess to wrap mine up, mm-hmm. the whole thing up, um, since I lost Judge Doom, <laughs> which Sorry. I will. No, nah, I'll go on record. I am so glad somebody. Sorry. You can have, well, Do- yeah, can have Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I got one. I got one. But okay. more on to the Judge Doom. I was so glad somebody else did it before me because it's like I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was glad about. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Really. My choice is one from the Batman universe that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because everybody thinks Joker and everything, but Edward Nigma. Riddler. Riddler. Riddler, there you go. He is definitely underrated. He is psychological. He's freaking mm-hmm. brilliant. He will make Batman left and right and still fuck with him later. I yeah. think, in my personal opinion, Riddler is more diabolical than Joker. Yeah. Oh, he's twisted. He's mm-hmm. methodical about it. Joker's more villainous because Joker don't give a fuck about people. He'll, no. he'll yeah, kill people at heartbeat. Yeah, but Joe, Riddler is more diabolical. Basically, Riddler goes, here's I, this world, let me... Well, it's his intelligence. Yeah. I but, think it's not so much that he's more diabolical as it is he's more methodical. Basically, yeah. like, Joker will blow up a bridge. Riddler will blow up the bridge, leading all the way to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or he will blow up the bridge because by destroying that bridge, it creates something in your head that leads you to the next... Clue exactly, and then also too bringing up the clues. If you play the Arkham Asylum games, oh god, there's oh, fucking trophies. Yeah, sometimes hard to get. Sometimes they're easy to get, but then sometimes you want to freaking burn your system. Yeah, exactly. Especially the one where you have to, I don't know, level Batman to the to, to the charges and stuff like that. And I'm like, how the fuck did this asshole set these? Because he's yeah. fucking Riddler. Yeah, he's fucking Riddler. Nobody saw him do this. In, the, in Arkham Asylum, my favorite one, I think, is when you're in the when you're in like kind of the underbowels of the mm-hmm. asylum itself, and there's you know the ancient walkways and stuff that are in there, and you have to climb to the top of this one where you can see the Riddler trophy. I know this one. And you turn your vision and you literally have to get right along the edge and turn oh, yes. and look down and it hits four different layers yep. and you have to match that question mark yeah, perfectly. Yeah. 
See, I said that, I, this is fucking awesome. Man. I suffer from not being a video game player. I play WWE games with him. I'll play Halo with her. I played LA Noir, but I don't really play video games so much. I've never even touched the Batman games. You really should. It's, it's a good well, story. Uh, You'll find yourself playing for a lot longer than yeah. you realize. Yeah, yeah. I sat. There was one day we were just sitting in the apartment. We had nothing to do that day, and I was like, "I'm gonna play." Yeah, and I go. And I started at like. Eleven. I don't think I stopped until like eight. No, yeah. I, I, you know, I was editing that. Day. I was editing that. You were edi- yeah, yeah. And he was just sitting back there, and I was just playing. I was on. I was on my. I keep playing. I was on my. As in, as movie makers, as you know, as, as entertainment people, I really wanted. I really want to challenge you to, and I'll give you a, a couple of games that I would really like to see you play, just to watch the storyline progression. Mm-hmm. Because cinematically, mm-hmm. they're written now with the same scope as a big budget Hollywood film. Oh, yeah. Yes. And a lot of them are done with even better depth than that. There is uh-huh. one, uh, and, and I will go, mm-hmm. I will flat out go on record and say it is my favorite game of all time, uh, and that is Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. You get a once. chance. Uh, would you guys have an Xbox or PlayStation? We, we met a, we met a guy. I gave you mine since I got an autographed copy of Red Dead Redemption. Brad from, Carter from uh, no, not Brad Carter, uh, Steve Palmer. Oh, Steve Palmer. Think yeah. about the detail that you put into the, you know, seeing, making sure the shot, the mm-hmm. lighting is right, and all of a sudden, they had crews of people that would go out just to yeah. the Mojave and the Texas mm-hmm. desert, you know, and, and they would just sit and watch sunrises that come up over the plains and mm-hmm. over in the, like the desert of Mojave. And sunsets and the way stor- monsoonal storms would hit, and they did that just to incorporate that into the game. Well, what's great about a video game, as far as a big budget movie scope, they have forty hours to tell a story yes. compared to two hours like a movie right. does. Yeah. Right. They've got this endless amount of time, and they got people who are willing to dedicate that much yes. time. Yes, and the scripts are yeah. better too. And because you know everyone's willing to spend ten hours playing a game because they're playing the game, they're participating, they're doing it, they're making the decisions, they're doing things. No one's willing to spend ten hours watching a movie. Right. I mean, people are willing to spend ten hours watching a TV show. Right. That's because it changes. But no one's willing because you can get up. Yeah. 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 But um, they're very good on. No, I'm good. Okay. But um, back to the Riddler stuff. Uh, When they started talking about possibly bringing Riddler in the Dark Knight Rises, I was I was excited. I was excited on that. They should have. Fuck. Yeah. Did you see the fan film that incorporated Riddler? That was great. But um. Well, Dark Knight Rises sucked. Oh, oh shit! Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I love you, Doug. The, the choice, the choice, the, the initial choice that I heard for Riddler uh, was Johnny oh. Depp. Yeah. It was one of the names. Uh, Johnny Depp was one of the and names. And I thought I also heard Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I did. I did. I, I, I heard Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I heard one of the Doctor Who's. Um, I mm-hmm. think it was Tennant. Yeah, David Tennant. David Tennant would have been a fantastic. Great, especially coming out of Harry Potter. And then also too, there was a little bit of rumbling for Jim Carrey. And no, I no, no, no. I would have gone with Robin Williams. But um, yeah. with the Jim Carrey one, uh, if it would have been Jim Carrey, I think it would have been fucking phenomenal because he, to me, it was Batman and Robin, right? Or was it Batman Forever? It was Batman Forever. Batman Forever. forever. Batman forever. He was kind of forever. locked into the forever. Schumacher idea of Riddler. Oh, Riddler. But if he got, if he went 23 with he, the Riddler? Yeah, if he would have yeah. been able to go dark, the way he should have been able to do it Oops, in like the Nolan verse of it mm-hmm. it would have been fucking amazing but the, like, I the think Nolan so verse. Yeah. well yeah, yeah. I, I uh, think but, I agree but yeah, you know you, you do understand the shoe the, you know the Joel Schumacher version of Riddler yeah was written by Jim Carrey well it's not, well, not written, written by Jim Carrey yeah created by it he was an exact replica of Jim Carrey uh, oh, yeah. he was an exact copy of 
the Caesar or not Caesar Romero, the, uh, the 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 one from the show. The one from the I think it was Caesar. He was. It was Caesar Romero. He was Joker, uh, and he was loopy. He was crazy. Yeah. He yeah. was the same kind of Riddler, which was a. Uh, uh, he had that kind of cartoony. I would like to see him gone, being able to gone darker with it. I think he could have done well had he been allowed to play with it more and go a little bit darker, but yeah. they went more for the over the camp, the Schumacher of it. Which is exactly what the 60s were about. They had the yeah. spinning, he had the leotard, yeah. you know, he had the whole, you know. The flamboyant. Yeah, there was, there was all of that. But that the, there, there were so many names that were thrown in, even like with Robin Williams possibly being thrown in really. He was offered twice, and he, they burnt too. Many, yeah, they burnt him twice. Burnt too many br- bridges. He will not work. With yeah, and then also too, I see him more as Doctor right. Strange, possibly. Well, they offered him I the role. Of the, uh, first, yeah. they offered him the role of the Joker. Then they gave it to Jack Nicholson. Then they offered him the role of the Riddler. Gave it to Jim Carrey. Then they did it again. They gave him another offer, and this time Robin Williams said, "Fuck you! You burned me twice. I'm not." I'm not going I'm not, I'm never going to work with you assholes ever. Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin. Gorshin. Frank yes. Gorshin. Okay. The Frank Gorshin. He was just like Frank Gorshin. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel that Riddler would have been a way better choice for Dark Knight Rises. Yes. And mm-hmm. I feel like the story would have... The Dark Knight Rises. Right. Oh. No, then Bane. Then yeah, Bane. Bane. Then Bane. The reject... Uh, the lead you write. Have they actually, have they actually the done board, Bane yeah. the way that Bane is written? It would have been phenomenal. He's, yeah. he's literally the physical match to Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why he's able to break his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he was able to do things. But it's he, not was, that he was part of the league. But he wasn't smart. He was he was not that in the in but, the comics? But not like he, not like how he is in the movies though. That's the thing. It's like yes, he's a he's a completely separate type of smart in the comic books. Yeah. But he wasn't this I'm gonna set a thousand charges underneath a football stadium. So we're gonna go around this again? Yeah. <laughs> But you remember who was behind it all? It wasn't a Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, that was Dolly. Making being a lovesick puppy. The way he's written in the comics is the same way he was written in Young Justice. One of the best uh, scenes is where Martian Man, uh, Mar- uh, the, the girl Martian Manhunter, is trying to read his mind. She goes, she goes, try to read your mind. He goes, oh, it's not going to be that easy, senorita. And she goes, I've got nothing. He keeps reciting uh, 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 football scores in Espanol. <laughs> 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 so he's pretty smart. You know, I, I think a movie that would have had Riddler stretching Batman to his limits of what he can do would have been, you know. Yeah. If, you know. if Tim Burton got to direct Batman Forever, they removed the Two Face character and solely focused on just the Riddler yeah, character. It would have been great. Been great. You, know, you know what, though? I like the way that they handled the Two Face character. I like it. Was it was very limited. Yeah. And I love that they really, really, really built, you know, Harvey Dent up and then mm-hmm. brought him to a crash. Would like yeah. to see Landau though. The only part for me is <laughs> well, being a nurse yeah. and seeing his face, and I'm like, they would not do it like that, no. and they would not do that, and, they, and so I'm like, nah. Yeah, but then you have to take it apart. That's the thing you have to the whole point of the movie is you have to suspend yeah. your belief. It was the same character. Uh, Tom Lee Jones played the great. Played the same character he played in Blown Away. Uh, you know, I'm blown away. He's oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he brought a little bit of that to this Two Face, which yeah. is okay. I love, I love watching Tommy Lee Jones ham it up when he usually plays kind of reserved. Oh, yeah. So that wraps up uh, this round. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, thank you everybody for coming in on this one. Um, honestly, like we did the violence one in the past, this one was freaking epic and was fucking awesome. So it's once, always epic with more chairs. Yes, very true. So we're going to jump into a current favorite game of ours. Which I don't well, know. Not necessarily. I don't like to talk about poop. Well, yeah. this is therapy. 
No, it's not. It's traumatizing. You, you'll get through it's it. It's an intervention. You'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. Do we even have a title for this game? Uh, I thought it was called uh, movie, poop shoot. M- movie poop shoot. Movie poop shoot. Okay, movie poop shoot. That's the title. AKA talking shit. Yeah, yeah talking talk shit. shit. Well, there's so many uh, titles. But in the long run, it's basically um, movie titles that can double as code for taking a poop. And I think we'll let Doug start. Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, it has to be past. something that codes. Oh, not, well, a shit movie. It <laughs> what was it? Blast from the past. Nice. Yes. Deuce Bigelow. <sighs> a league of their own. Critters. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Impact. Trimmers. <laughs> Sorry. I got it. Oh, I got it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Work through it. Work through it. No, I got a really bad one. I got a bad one, too. Oh, my God. Well, oh. well calm yourself down and we'll get it's to on you. you down. I know. Now I'm scared. Oh. Um, Water World. Splash. <laughs> 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 oh! Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Can <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> you do it? Oh, going to great. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I got one because of your Beetlejuice. <laughs> Say that louder. Beetlejuice. Say it one more time. Oh, for It's like Bloody Mary. I'm not fucking that shit. Nice fucking model. Where we just moved. Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know. I guess Gremlins. Okay. The Abyss. Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Oh, stop it. Was that what it was called? That was called Back to Perfection. Love the it, I, I can make poop out of that. This is perfect. So that well, that's the last one. <laughs> Volcano. The thing. <laughs> the blob. <laughs> the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh. Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Stay tuned. Dante's Peak. Okay. <laughs> Made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Get him to the Greek. Space Jam. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got two good ones too! Damn it! Phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> Spaceballs. Uh, Say it. Stuck on you. <laughs> Blow. Traffic. Yeah, sounds like a total blow. Short circuit. Groundhog's Day. Sneakers. I got another one. Sneakers. <laughs> You're right, the right thing in mind, everything gets Yeah, started. I told you! Now I got another one. The first time I did yeah. that, I was, I was trying to figure out how to put it. Like, Peanuts, the Charlie Brown Christmas or something? Yeah, that's fine. Christmas A Charlie Peanuts Brown Christmas? Christmas special. There you go. Oh, okay. Oh, I just had one. I yeah, one. I hate that. Oh, the longest yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got two. Armageddon. Yes! Oh, scanners. Nice. The reanimator. Homeward bound. <laughs> <laughs> Footman was on a big round log. Okay, no, sorry. <laughs> oh, I got one more. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Oh, shit. Chris, keep it going. 
Songs of the South. <laughs> <laughs> Leviathan. Ghost. Nice! <laughs> Yeah, Phantom Booth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 20,000 leagues under the seams. Once upon a forest. Airbud. Burn gully. Ring of fire. <laughs> no, you're good. By all means. <laughs> the Sandlot. Air Buddies. Fear <laughs> and loving in Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs> the whole nine yards. <laughs> the whole ten yards. <laughs> there you go. What's better than six second abs? Pump up the volume. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Oh, oh. I know. You got served. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Uh, step up. Oh, ew. <laughs> step up. The streets. Foxy <laughs> uh, Brown. Blade. Oh. Ranking two. Unbreakable. Titanic. You took mine. An American Tale. Oh. <laughs> An American Tale too. Crackle goes west. To the ocean. The Sixth Sense. Oh! Because I think you lay in the water. The Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the Happening. <laughs> the, mist. Oh, the Happening is... The Mist. Oh, God. Oh, okay. uh, that was a good movie. <laughs> dark Water. The Ring. The Ring. The Ring. The Grudge. I got it! The Amityville Horror? Insidious! Shudder. Hostile. True Romance. Ew. Oh, man. Reservoir Dogs? I feel like it. Oh, I got one. Stuck. <laughs> Choke. Oh, this still want to hurt. Up. Pulp. Up. Pulp. Pulp fiction. Aquila and the bee. <laughs> bee. Bow. The unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh. <laughs> uh. Glory. <laughs> Damn Yankees. Twelve years of slave. <laughs> you oh. didn't say the one that you've been saying about push. Oh. The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the Othello remake. <laughs> to Helen Back. The artist. How does it go ten days? <laughs> That's, there you go. There you go. A Knight's Tale. Dawn of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Push, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a novel based on by Sapphire. <laughs> I always butcher the damn title. At, world, at World's End. <laughs> well, uh, the Black Pearl. <laughs> on Stranger Tides. <laughs> oh, we got subtitles. Well, no, that works. It still works. It's part of the title. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh-huh. The Room. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Maybe makes me want to shit. 
Uh-huh. Miss March. <laughs> Extract. How do we miss this one? Oh. No. Extract. Sounds painful. Fired up. Fifth <laughs> element. <laughs> the exterminator. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, oh. Perfect getaway. <laughs> the fast and the furious. <laughs> fast five. <laughs> <sighs> too fast, too furious. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Drift. Before Christmas. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> the Corpse Bride. Ooh. The Grinch. Scrooge. Nice. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to retire this game now. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should retire two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. The mist. Already been said. Oh, you showed you said the mist. Okay. I'll get, I'm calling it. All right. Uh, because we we can go for another. I'll take us out. Okay. Sure. If you want help. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the second part of the epic panel known as Heroes and Villains. Um, for that, I am Doug. I'm Nick. Josh. And I'm Phil. Thanks, guys. Do you have any thoughts on She-Ra? <laughs>